Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano, and thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. This is episode 265, and I'm glad you're here, whether you're a new listener or a longtime listener. This is the podcast where we talk about building a better kind of online business. And let me share some good news with you. No matter what you may hear about the economy, inflation, or any of the bad news that's out there right now, the fact is this. There has never been a better time to build an online business than the time we're in right now. The tools and the tech are more affordable than ever. And not only that. But the online business world is growing and will continue to grow for the foreseeable future. So is there a place for you in the mix? Absolutely. Today's episode is brought to you by OneToManySystem.com. That's OneToManySystem.com. And this is a complete system that will show you how you can scale your business without needing a team or a big budget. You can simplify your marketing, reduce your focus to a few basic things, while you're building an audience in the process. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and watch the complete presentation to learn exactly how it's done at one-to-many-system.com. Okay, so today I have a slight change of plans. I'm currently in the middle of a big launch for a national client of mine. Very exciting, but I'm a little bit pressed for time. So I decided that what I was going to do is share with you a replay of a very popular episode I released nearly a year ago. If you're interested at all in making money with affiliate marketing as a solopreneur or have that as an additional stream of revenue or income, I really think you'll enjoy this episode. All right, let's jump right into it and I will see you on the other side. This is the podcast that is dedicated to helping you build a better online business for yourself. And there's nothing perhaps more frustrating than not being satisfied with whatever type of work it is that you're doing. It's one thing if your work satisfies the people that you're working for, whether you're working for yourself or someone else, but it's quite another thing when everyone but you is satisfied by the time, the effort, and the energy that you put in day after day. Now, a quick backstory for those of you who are new listeners to this podcast. If you are new, welcome. I'm really glad you're here. I want to just uh, give you a quick backstory on myself. I spent years focusing my energy and efforts on building what today people would call an agency or company type of brand for my business. And the problem was, was that people weren't remembering my company name. They were remembering my name, but not my agency's name. And no matter where you live in the world, around you, there's always going to be a large or larger, if you're already large, established company or agency or business. And that agency, that business, that company is basically doing the same thing that you are, but it feels like and it looks like they're doing it on a much higher level. And so you can get caught in this place where you're comparing what you have and what you're doing with someone else who you perceive to be just so far beyond what you're doing as far as output, maybe quality of work, maybe having better type of clients. You know what I'm talking about. And it gets very frustrating because you feel like you're stuck in this place. So maybe you have a bunch of businesses around you that fit that description, especially if you live in an area that has a big population. And if that's your competition, you may feel like you have a mountain to scale as far as competing with the big boys in your space. But the thing is, and this was something that took me a a while to realize, is that you don't have to play that game. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. What I mean is when it comes to business, the big company game or the big agency game or whatever whatever label you want to put on it, it's not the only game in town. Let me explain. The way the online world is structured today, if you wanted to, you can create a temporary type of agency just to handle a big project. You can get the best freelancers from around the world if you want, or you can get the cheapest, you can get the most experienced, or you can get people who are specialists in certain areas. And those people will come together maybe for a project or two. You may work with these people on a handful of projects a year, 
or maybe you just work on one or two projects with this group. And you know, if breaking into the big business game is your goal, then that's fine. I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with that. Like the saying goes, different strokes for different folks. But for me today, it makes more sense to focus on what you might call the personal brand game instead of the agency game. Now, I hate to use the casino analogy. This is the first thing that comes through my mind. But we're talking about games where money is on the line. Let me just keep going with this. I grew up in New Jersey, the state of New Jersey, and Atlantic City was a place where casinos popped up. I think it was back in the early 80s, maybe the late 70s, and a lot of the popular fighters, I was always a boxing fan, fought there in the throughout the 80s and even into the 90s at the casinos and other types of similar venues there. And I was never the gambling type. But when we'd go there, whether I went with friends or family, we'd spend some time in the casinos just waiting for the fight cards to get started. You know, sometimes we'd, we'd play a slot machine or two, but the, the people who really enjoyed gambling, who went there to gamble on a regular or semi-regular basis, you would see that people were playing all kinds of games like slots and roulettes, blackjack, craps, baccarat, poker. There were live dealer games and so on. And, you know, I can use this as an analogy to the business world because in the business world, everyone has their game of choice also. And so you have these huge marketplaces and everyone is focused on whatever type of game, I guess you could say, that they feel most comfortable with. I'm talking about things like freelancing, agency businesses, product creators, content creators. There's really no end to it. So years ago, as I was in the agency world, playing the agency game, so to speak, I sort of stumbled into the personal brand game without even realizing what I was doing. At one point, I was, you know, admittedly sort of discouraged because for every 10 people who knew my name, maybe only one of them remembered my company name. So if your goal is to create a business brand, you know, that's, that's not too good. And in, in my case, I didn't realize that I had other options. So maybe you don't realize it either, or the other options don't seem as nearly as attractive as this big business type of approach or the big business game, as I said earlier. But it wasn't until my personal brand grew to a certain point that I snapped out of that, what I might call an old way of thinking, because it wasn't until I snapped out of it that I realized what was happening. You see, I believed that I needed a big company in order to experience or create true success. I thought bigger was better. And basically, that's what we're taught in our culture. We've been taught that for years. So that's been the mindset really here in America for decades. But there are many cases where bigger isn't better at all. And looking back, I can see that this kind of realization has spread like a wildfire through the general business world over the past, let's just say 10 years. I'm sure it's been longer than that. It's probably been more like 2025, 20, but very gradually at first, we've watched big companies trim down their workforces, close down factories and plants and subcontract work that they used to do in-house out to other companies, other businesses, a lot of times in other parts of the world that used to be done in-house. So as I've seen this happen, I've seen this trend today, I feel comfortable putting it like this, that small is the new big, meaning that a small business can bring you and your family, your loved ones, plenty of success. And no, it's, it's not a pipe dream. No, it's not a sales pitch to sell a course or a book or anything else. Now, a friend of mine who was much older than me told me years ago that if he had it all to do over again, he would never build, make, or manufacture anything. He would simply sell stuff that other people made because in his mind, what he said to me was that all of the risk is on the person doing the building, is on the person doing the manufacturing, is on the person doing the warehousing. That's where all of the overhead is. That's where all of the risk is. And he summed it up by saying that he would always be able to find something to sell and someone willing to pay him a nice commission for doing so. So using the game analogy again, the affiliate business became his game of choice later on in his life. But before we go any further, I just want to say that today's episode is brought to you by my friends over at Cloudways. 
You can check out their latest offerings, and please do, at jimgalliano.com forward slash Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform, and with them, you can enjoy fast, reliable web hosting on a VPS server that won't strain your budget. They manage your VPS or virtual private server updates. They manage security and all of those other little things so you don't have to. That way, you can focus on your business while they take care of things like server-level configurations, upgrades, and all of the rest. You can simply log into your control panel, access your web server, create additional web servers if you want to, and install whatever type of applications you'd like, including, of course, WordPress. They've been the host for my own website at jimgalliano.com for years now, and it really has been a stress-free experience for me from day number one. To get started, you can choose from five different cloud providers, including Google Cloud, Amazon, AWS, DigitalOcean, which is my personal favorite, Vulture, and Linode. They have affordable plans starting as low as $10 a month, which you can easily scale upwards as your business or your personal brand grows. So whether you're a solopreneur, agency owner, content creator, just a general business owner, Cloudways provides the kind of managed cloud hosting platform that someone like us can really rely upon. Every plan comes with managed security, automated backups, 24-7 support, and a lot more. And also, you won't have any of the limitations with Cloudways that comes with a lot of the other managed type of solutions that are out there. I checked them all out, at least all of them that were around at the time, and I have to say that if you want to install or experiment with other kinds of apps, services on your VPS server, it's never going to be an issue with Cloudways. And as a new user, they're even nice enough to offer to migrate your existing website over to their platform. So go ahead and click on the link in the description to get started or go to jimgalliano.com forward slash Cloudways to get started with VPS hosting today. So today I want to share a few thoughts with you on different ways that you can continue. Some of you maybe begin this solopreneur type of journey where you begin to focus on your personal brand, which each of us already have, whether we realize it or not, and begin to make maybe some more money in the process than you're currently making. So if you're active on any social platform, people will at the very least become familiar with your name, your face, your avatar, whatever image you use, whatever handle you use, if you, depending on the platform that you're on. And if you mainly post around a certain theme or set of topics that are interrelated, that's what you become known for. And we're just talking about the ABCs here, of course, but many solopreneurs that I personally know are people who get burned out in the freelancing or digital agency world or space. The one exception that I've seen, and I'm just generally speaking here, is the social media agency world. What I've noticed is, is that most, not all, but most of the individuals who succeed in selling social media services, these type of individuals, generally speaking, are people that would be there anyway even if they weren't selling these services to other people. In other words, they enjoy it, and it doesn't feel quite as much as uh, like they're doing hard work, in other words. And I'm speaking, of course, in general terms here. It doesn't mean everyone in that space is like that, but obviously being social energizes some people a lot more than it does others. And the problem many solopreneurs have is that today – more and more people are discovering that they, aren't, they just aren't wired to work with a team of people day in and day out. That type of workload, that type of interaction takes more from them than it gives. And in other words, they don't want to maintain an agency type of business. They don't want to maintain a team, regardless of the service that they're selling. And some of these people, they're not in a position, I'd say many of them, to sell high-end services or to charge what we might call premium hourly fees. A lot of these people, they're just not in a position to do that. Now, we can make an entire podcast itself around this topic, and we can talk about how to change that, why you should change that, maybe why you should change more. But I find that just beating that topic is like beating a dead horse. For whatever reason, some people just aren't in a position to do that. So let's just accept that for what it is. Maybe it's their fault, maybe it isn't, but it's just, it is what it is. But as a result of that, 
most of these people feel like they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. In other words, they have a skill set, but they don't feel like they have enough time to do everything that needs to be done in order to grow their business. And number two, they're not making enough money per hour to really do more at this point than just kind of get by, or they're not really in a position where they have a whole lot left over. Maybe they have a, a minimal amount of money left over. And I know what it's like to be in a place like that. So, you know, as I point these things out, I know when we start talking about money, lack of money, and people start telling you you should be doing something different, it's easy to get annoyed. It's easy to turn off. I know I've been there. So don't get mad at me. I'm just trying to help you out. And I understand the agitation that surrounds this kind of topic. Believe me, when we start talking about money and people telling you you're doing it wrong. So, but but let's let's just look at, at it for what it is. Let's look at it in black and white. Would it be a stretch to say you have a bad business strategy if you're not making enough money? Now, if you're good at what you're doing, if you can get the job done at, let's say you have trouble calling yourself an expert. I understand that. But there is no expert society where, at least not in the digital space, where if you do all of these things, you get a badge that says you're an expert. Or there isn't a diploma that goes on the wall that says you're an expert. I guess you could make one, but you, <laughs> you get where I'm coming from. I think we can chalk it all up to the fact that a lot of us have struggled. I know I can raise my hand here and be honest about it, that a lot of the struggle I've had over the years, hindsight being 2020, is because I had a bad business strategy. doesn't make me a bad person. doesn't even make me a bad business person unless I refuse to change. And, you know, some of the times we're so resistant to change, but then when we finally do it, we almost want to kick ourselves and wondering why we didn't do it sooner. So believe me, I know exactly what it's like to discover that the business strategy that you were working with that you thought was a good one turns out to be a bad one. Mentally speaking, it can be exhausting because there's a feeling that, my God, I have to start over again. But believe me, it's really not like that. Changing or adjusting a strategy is just that. It's not starting all over again. It may feel like it, but, you know, it's like a team that goes into the locker room at halftime, realizes that what they've been doing is wrong, and they come out for the second half, a completely transformed team. Same player, same skills, just a different strategy that dominates the rest of the game. I've seen it before. I'm sure you have. Even if you're not a sports fan, I'm sure you've heard the stories about miracle comebacks. And so if you're just coming out of that place where you recognize that trying to build a huge company or trying to build a huge agency or whatever it is that you were trying to build just isn't for you, it can be a hard pill to swallow, especially when you think that's all there is. So let's talk about finding a path and choosing a strategy that will be a better fit for you. I hope you remember me telling you about my friend who told me that if he had to do it all over again, that person, uh, he wouldn't create or manufacture anything. Well, in, in practice, what he said was partially true. He did some creating, but it was a different kind of creating. The truth was he wrote emails, he published insights, little PDFs about the topic and the topics, the theme that he was most passionate about. He wrote about his business trials and errors, and he had all kinds of them. He had huge wins. He had big flops. And he talked about what he learned from personal experience, and people really gravitated towards these stories that he told. And the fact of the matter is, if you and I talk about a topic that we already know a lot about or that we have experience in, it's not so much like doing work. It doesn't take the same energy. It doesn't put the... the a big strain on us. It doesn't feel as much like work as something that we're unfamiliar with when we have to become familiar with it and become familiar with it in a hurry. You get where I'm coming from. So you know as well as I do, there are certain things that you do that you can practically be on autopilot while you're doing them where other people, they struggle just to, just to make forward progress with that thing. Another word we can use is the word theme. There are certain themes that we feel comfortable around, and I'm talking about as these themes relate to your business. So my friend, his name was also Jim, by the way, had a general business theme that he stuck with for most of his career until he passed away about a decade ago. 
and he wrote about the import and export business, how to import and export goods from other countries. He wrote about the affiliate business. He was like a super affiliate and he wrote about business success and he was about 20 years older than me. So at the time, uh, some of the technical topics that were important at that time, those, those are topics that I was comfortable with, but not so much for himself. And so back in 2009, I talked to him about combining our materials together because they were complementing one another. In a way, my information complemented his as his did mine. Now, let me throw something in here. This is really important to remember, very easy to forget. I'm talking about the human element, the thing that underlies all of the other things that we talk about. Sometimes it's very easy to get caught up with things like strategy, marketing, sales, and how all of the technology fits together. And that's fine. I know a lot of people are just enamored by the latest technology. And, you know, sometimes I am myself. It's just really easy to hyper-focus on where things may be going and try to get ahead of the curve. But one of the things that remains constant is that human element or human nature, maybe we can call it. And I know a lot of times people get so focused on the technology part of their business, especially as it relates to things like sales and marketing and how to automate some of these things. But you know, things like technology, sometimes those things become sort of outdated. And even when we're talking about things like how to do, there's a lot of how-to teaching out there today, and I'm grateful for all of it, but these different technologies which are popular in year one may be unpopular in year two. And so as far as business goes, as far as the marketing goes, I guess as far as all of it goes, I try to keep my foundation more or less focused on the individuals that I'm helping and not so much on the technology. In other words, there has to be a balance there and it's really easy to get unbalanced. I know a lot of people build their uh, business strategies around certain tools. Let me just give you a quick example. Maybe you talk about webinars all the time. You become known as the webinar king or the webinar queen. And then one day, maybe a webinar is something that is just, you know, passe. It's something that is old school. It's something that people are no longer interested in. You know, I'd rather be the communication king who uses webinars, among other things, to get the message across and focus on building a business around something like that than maybe focusing on maybe just one aspect of it, like creating a webinar. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with creating products specifically for certain things like a webinar or email marketing or even using a certain tool or platform. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm saying that the foundation of the business itself needs to be a little bit bigger because things change, products come and go, and you all know that. So the idea isn't to become hyper-focused on the wrong thing, but focus on the foundation part first, because if your foundation is strong, then you can build a lot of different things on top of it. You know, if webinars became a thing of the past and you were the webinar king and the webinar queen, then nobody will really care <laughs> that you used to be famous at one point. So communication, however, is something that will never become a thing of the past because it's just something that's built into our nature. That's what I mean by evergreen. So I'd rather lead with something like that. And I said all that simply to uh, segue into this. We can look at our the theme that our business is built around or the theme that we create products around as something that's evergreen. And then other things that get added to that, like tools, software, services, books, videos, and so on, those things will change, but the theme will remain the same. So now here's what separates people who make good money with this affiliate model of building an affiliate type of business from those who make pocket change. Because there's a lot of affiliates out there. I was one of them who basically made pocket change from affiliate links that I shared. What do I mean by pocket change? Well, to me, pocket change is maybe like $100 here, $200 there. There wasn't anything consistent from month to month to month. Some months there'd be nothing at all. Matter of fact, many months there'd be nothing at all. And what most people do in this kind of a business is they sign up for an affiliate program and then they get their banners or their links and they just post them all over the place hoping that someone will click on the link. And so a lot of these people become the very type of thing that they were trying to avoid People always talk about being too salesy or being too aggressive or being too hypey, and no one really likes that. 
And getting back to the principle of remembering the human element, think about how you appreciate being marketed to. I don't think any of us begrudge spending money with a person or persons or organizations or businesses that help us move forward in our business, whether it's with their intellectual uh, properties or with their software or their apps or a combination of things. We like supporting the people that are helping us. You and I are no different in that respect. Now, our tolerance for salesiness may vary from person to person, but and, and so as you look at both sides of, the, of this equation, from the buyer to the seller and everything in between, by putting yourself in those positions, it can really help you plan maybe a little bit better and not lose that human element that I was speaking about earlier. And of course, if you just post links all over the place, people become blind to that. Uh, the, the link, I heard one person say it like this, link vomiting, link vomiting on a Facebook wall or on a LinkedIn wall or on, in someone's email box, that approach doesn't get people very far. Now, uh, content wise, it's difficult to engage with people that post like this, that are just doing link shares. However, if these links are part of a greater theme, that's what I'm going to focus on a little bit here. Think of a theme as an umbrella topic, and then beneath that theme comes a lot of different subgroups, including maybe an affiliate offer. But all of these things are supporting or, or are supportive of the main theme. For example, quick example, there's a lot of YouTube creators out there. They've been around for a while, and they follow this strategy using video. So their channel follows a theme, and then they make affiliate money when someone clicks on their links. Now, what happens is people see other people making money with this method, then all of a sudden we have all of these YouTube content creators basically creating content around the same theme. And so the first person or the first people maybe to the top have a channel that is, as far as focus goes, maybe a little more general. I see this a lot with subjects that I follow for years like uh, website development, WordPress, and things like that. We have a lot of channels with general information. But their channel follows this theme, and then they make affiliate money when someone clicks on a link. Maybe they're talking about a new plugin or new software, new page builders, new marketing tools, and all of that. But the thing is, as these different markets mature, the theme that you may be focusing on has to be maybe specific enough or a little more focused than just a general theme. Because that's the only way you can differentiate yourself from everyone else when you're trying to build an affiliate business. Because when you think about it like this, if you and I and our friends sitting over there are all pitching the same affiliate offer, what separates you from me or me from you or you and I from them? Usually it's nothing. Maybe we use a different graphic. Maybe we have a few different words in how we're describing the product or the service. But generally speaking, we're just seeing the same information. It's kind of like turning on the TV or a website to check out the weather. And you want to know if it's going to rain today. And the weather report is the same whether you're hearing it on the radio, whether you're reading it online, or whether you're watching a video. The weather is the weather is the weather. And it really doesn't seem to matter who you get that information from. That's the last thing you want to happen if you're a marketer, you need a differentiation factor built into everything that you do, or you're just, like my friend said, another cookie in the jar. You look at all cookies in the jar, and basically all the cookies look alike. Not one particular cookie in the pack has value over another cookie, unless there's something different about that cookie. Anyway, now, your theme, again, has to be specific enough. I can't stress this enough to differentiate you from everyone else trying to sell or pitch that same affiliate offer. Remember, if you're talking, if you're blogging, if you're making videos or posting about a topic you're already familiar with, and this is part of your umbrella theme, it takes a lot less effort for you to do this than it does by trying to come across as an expert just by repeating what you heard someone else say. So if you're going to get into the affiliate business, you might as well get around a topic that two things are at work here. Number one, you really know a lot about the topic. 
You're not just another me too person. And number two, it has to be something that you really enjoy talking about a lot. I know people that pitch marketing products, but they're not really into marketing. Now, everybody markets, just like everyone can cook, but not everyone's a chef. I've given that illustration several times in past podcasts. All of us market, but not all of us consider ourselves marketers. And so if everybody's buying a marketing product, but you're, you're not really excited about the topic, you're not enthused about it, it can be hard to really keep pace with the people who are. And that's why I think it's really important to kind of stick closer to your strengths. Wherever your expertise lies, wherever your skill set is, find affiliate products that match that theme. Find affiliate programs, affiliate software. You get what I'm saying? There's so many different ways to make money, to make commissions in the affiliate business, in the affiliate game, that you don't have to be locked into just one type. Because chances are, if you test out maybe three or four or five different affiliate offers, you're going to find that just maybe one or two of them makes up the bulk of your affiliate income. But I know people that take this a step further. And so whatever the theme is that they're selling affiliate products around, they'll create a blog also around that topic. We've seen that happen for years with Amazon affiliates. I'm not a big fan of the Amazon affiliate program. I don't think that their uh, commissions are all of that, all that great. But there's so many affiliate products out there and companies that with affiliate programs, it's not like you have just a few to choose from. So whether you're just starting out or you've done this in the past and you're trying to reboot what you're doing as far as the affiliate business model goes, start by choosing a theme, settle on a theme, and then from there, you have a lot of potential affiliate products that you can plug into your overall income strategy. Now, I want to focus on the income strategy because that's really a bigger part of the affiliate program as a whole, as the affiliate business model. Now, there's pros and cons to this business model, just like there are every other business model. And am I suggesting that everyone should do this, that the affiliate business is just this gold mine waiting to be tapped? No, I'm just suggesting that if you're interested in building an affiliate income, that there's ways to do it that people really aren't how should I say, promoting or there's ways to do it that a lot of people just aren't aware of or ways that people haven't thought of yet. And I'm trying to share some of those in this podcast. Now, I couple this with the personal brand business model because this is something that I believe will give an individual, whether you're a freelancer or an agency owner, whatever type of business you currently have, you already have a personal brand, whether you're conscious of it or not. When you really think about it, you realize I'm telling you the exact truth. And so I encourage people to experiment with building their personal brand because I believe that in the long run, a personal brand business model is going to give you a lot more options than you're going to get if you're recognized as just you know, basically being a freelancer or a service provider or even an agency owner. For an example, if you have a personal brand that's strong enough, you can make money selling ads, you can sell sponsorships, you can take on freelance projects, you can consult, you can publish, the list goes on and on. That's just a list of things that I've personally done and, and things that I'm doing right now. So I have multiple income streams coming in, and this is something that I know people say when anyone can do it, but the truth is anyone really can do it. The reason why more people don't do it is because they don't really focus long enough on getting any one thing built up strong enough. Keep in mind that this is a progressive thing, just like any other kind of business where it's, again, line upon line. Uh, it's like planting seeds and getting a harvest and then taking the, the seed that you get from that harvest and replanting it and getting a bigger return. It's like investment in putting money into something like a property or real estate or stocks or anything else like that commodities and getting a return instead of just taking that return and buying stuff with it you invest it back again so this is something that you can do over time but the nice thing about it is your income your return doesn't have to be this far off thing that is never really coming into the present tense present day it's always a far you're always seeing it at a distance i'll explain what i mean by that in just a minute um there's more automated ways to make money today than most people realize. The problem is the reason why more people aren't taking advantage of this. It's not that they're not aware of these things. It's just that building these things out takes a little bit of time. 
meaning that it takes focus, it takes staying with it, and it, t- it takes making adjustments. Yes, you can create and sell courses too, but that's a talking about a solo brand, a personal brand. That's a perfect example of something that takes time to build. Have you ever started a project thinking that you're going to complete it within, let's say, I don't know, four to six weeks? But then things happen, unforeseen things, and then suddenly it's four months later and that project isn't even close to being complete. Sure, it happens to everybody sooner or later. With some people, it even becomes a pattern. The problem is that puts you in a place where the income you're looking for, the income you need, is always pushed off into this future point in time. And you're always in a place where you're thinking, well, you know, six months from now I should be making money, but I, you know, I need to pay bills today or things are breaking today or need to be replaced today. And so the pressure that it puts on you today sort of interferes with your building process so that you can get something better going for tomorrow. And, you know, six months down the line, you're pushing things off even further into the future. And let me tell you, I don't think too many people would argue with me on this point. You can burn through years of time doing this. Yes, you have good intentions, but when, but you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. So with the affiliate business model, it removes the need to create a product right from the get-go. The products, in other words, it's already, the products are already there. But if you want to build a solopreneur style personal brand type of business, like I talk about on this podcast, and you want to get it to a full-time income, I don't recommend following the typical affiliate pattern out there. And the typical affiliate pattern is just posting links, posting them inside of a uh, outgoing email or just posting them. Now, of course, I'm talking to you as a marketer. I'm not trying to sound like I'm an expert on the affiliate business model. It's something that I look at. I look at everything through the eyes of a marketer these days because... I've spent so much time in the marketing field. I've spent so much time, so many years on this that I've come to realize the fact that there's just so many good products out there that never really take off. And it's not because of the quality of the product. There's so many great freelancers out there who just don't have enough clients. There's so many just quality individuals, quality services that just can't make it because not enough people know about them fast enough. That's what I'm talking about when I say I'm looking at the affiliate business through the eyes of a marketer. So I'm sharing what I'm sharing today based on what I see working for other people. This is when I think about what successful affiliates do, it's often different from what's being taught. I don't see too many people teaching this. and I'm not trying to make myself, you know, stand out by saying I'm the only one telling the truth about it. I'm the only one who sees this. I'm I'm not, obviously. But it's just not this message just isn't very popular about what successful affiliates are doing. Um in the affiliate world everyone talks about sharing links and getting traffic to links and things like that and how you can make a commission when someone clicks on the link. But that's not marketing. And that's not really even sales. Not when you have hundreds or even thousands of people sharing basically a link to the same exact product. No, successful marketing has been and always will be about differentiation. And sometimes differentiation is more than just the hairstyle you have. I was just thinking about Don King when I said that. You know, Don King, the famous boxing promoter with the with the wild hair. You know, sometimes, yeah, some little things like that make you stand out as an individual. And if that's all it takes to work for you, then that's awesome. You know, maybe you're just born to be in the spotlight. There are people like that. Everyone else, myself included, we have to learn how to communicate better. We have to learn how to market better. We have to learn how to become better business people. We have to we have to pay our dues. Uh, I know some people are just like kind of child prodigies. Whatever the topic is that they're good at, they just... You know, from six years old, somebody had a lemonade stand and now they run a multi-billion dollar company, you know, but for for every one person like that, there's a lot of other people that uh, have the ability to succeed, but they just have to take their time and they have to learn things and they have to do a lot of trial and error. So, you know exactly what I'm saying if you've been in this for a while. So um successful marketing especially in a crowded marketplace it's always going to be about that differentiation factor 
And personally, I used to have a page on my site with affiliate links to the products that I used and the products I enjoyed and recommended. And you know, it's been years ago since I had that because I took it down. Why did I take it down? Well, you know, I made a few sales here and there, but that's not really the point. The point is, is that sooner or later, you get to a point where you find yourself thinking, either I need to do this right or not do it at all. Otherwise, what happens is you end up with a whole bunch of things partially working. You end up with a whole bunch of stuff that in total is partially done. And if you total it all up, it really doesn't amount to a whole lot. And so back to the question, how do successful affiliates run their businesses? What makes them stand out from maybe the average affiliate? The average affiliate just posts links, as I was saying. And of course, there's nothing wrong with posting links because if you don't post a link, there's nothing for anyone to click on, right? But successful affiliates take it up several notches from there. What I've noticed them doing is most of them build what you might call support materials around their affiliate offers. And that immediately differentiates them. For example, if you purchase through their link, you'll receive one or more bonus downloads. And those bonus downloads don't look like chintzy, nobody's really interested in them, software that was outdated a decade ago type of downloads. These are, these are things that are designed to work with the product that they're promoting. And so, you know, some of them, they'll offer a course, an additional course on how to use that product successfully or how to set it up on your WordPress site if you buy through their link. They may offer templates or designs that are designed to take the course that you're buying through their affiliate link and bump it up an entire another level. And you see what happens is they are riding, they are building their fame off the backs of someone else's fame. Another example of this that just popped into my mind is ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels is a landing page solution that's very popular and it's got a lot of big affiliates in it. Affiliates that sometimes win like new cars and things like that because they are so successful in selling a higher end program. You know, not all affiliate programs are offering nickels and dimes. People complain about, oh, you know, this program only offers just this chintzy little amount of money and I can't build a living on that. But there are high end affiliate courses and programs out there that you can get involved in that you can build a full time income from. And these are the programs like I'm talking about now, the higher end ones that people are designing additional courses built in, or sometimes they'll even buy the resale rights to an app or software that if you purchase that higher end program through their link, they'll make that software available to you, or they'll give you a mini course to help you get started with the software faster and easier. Some people offer cheat sheets. I've even seen with the uh, higher ticket affiliate offers, people offering like a year's worth of free group coaching sessions. And sometimes the, the bonuses are just as appealing and in some cases even more appealing than the affiliate offer itself. So these are examples that I'm talking about of successful full-time affiliates doing a lot more than just sharing a link. Some of them build an entire blog around a topic. We've seen that happen a lot with Amazon over the years where people have a review site or something where they talk about a specific type of product, cameras, photography, that kind of thing, and then they will have links to all of these different products that you can buy, and they make a full-time living doing that. Another difference that people tend to focus on is the specificity of a theme or topic. So in one sense, a general topic like website design or development, that covers a lot of ground, and, and that's good and that's important because like the alphabet, if you want to learn how to read and write, you learn the complete alphabet, not just part of it. The problem is, in a lot of markets today, if too many people are covering the general information, you know, the A to Z, the needs of that market are generally being satisfied by what's already out there. And so what that means is, if someone comes along and does something similar, then that means slow growth for them. And it means if you're doing the, or if you're an aspiring affiliate, it means slow growth for your business. So the alternative would be to choose a subcategory and then to create content around that. You know, years ago, I heard somebody put it this way. They said the affiliate business really just heavily factors the product creators and not the affiliates because you don't own the product, you don't control the pricing, and basically an affiliate person is building the product creator's mailing list instead of their own. 
And I used to think at the time that that was sort of a valid argument. But the people, obviously, who are making full-time incomes and six-figure incomes in the affiliate business that I know of, they've basically stepped their game up in such a way that the product creators consider them invaluable assets to their own business. So, for example, if you have a super seller, that person is an invaluable asset to your business because you're giving them commissions of 30 40 50% on whatever the product or services that you're selling, most of the time it's just products, uh, very very seldom services. But uh, one of the solutions they found, and this is really kind of ingenious, and I want you to get this, so this is something that you can do hands-on, incorporate it immediately. A lot of these people create what's called a bridge page, or just another landing page, I guess you could call it. But here's how it works. If you have an affiliate product that you'd like to offer, before you do offer that product, you create a page where you offer a free course or a free download or a cheat sheet or a product walkthrough. It really could be anything. And let me pull up a page and describe exactly what it looks like so I'm not going by memory. Hold on just a second here. Let me pull this up. Okay, so I'm on someone's bridge page right now. And what they're doing is they're offering a page building tool called Divi. And in exchange for, here's how it works. They have a headline, they have a video, and to the right of the video, they have an opt-in form with just an email address. And what the headline reads is this. Yes, that's true. Buy Divi below and get my three courses for free. There's a video that's three minutes long. I haven't listened to it. I already have the Divi product. And then... To the right of that, there is a gold or yellowish opt-in box. And over it, it says, tell me where I should send the bonuses. So what would happen is if I input my email address here in this very simple landing page and clicked on the Buy Divi Here button, that person would get my email address and forward me to their affiliate link where if I bought the product called Divi, then they would receive a commission. So two, they'd win on two fronts. Number one, they would get the commission, of course, because I bought the product. But number two, they would get my email address so they could market other products to me down the line. Now, let's say that I just put my email address in and clicked on the Buy Divi Here button, and it sent this person my email address and decided, I just decided I didn't want to buy the product after all. It's still a win for this person because they have my email address <clears throat> and they can communicate me in the days, weeks, months ahead. So very simple page. All right, let's go on a little bit further. Uh, the other day I saw an offer for a course online and the text read this, purchase through my link and receive my free guide on how to, now what the how to is is really irrelevant. But I clicked on the link and I went to a white landing page. Do you know what I mean by that? In other words, the background is totally white. This is no frills at all. And in the center of the page is a headline and it said, 12 ways to get this result and underneath the headline in small text says tell us where to send hold on let me pull this up here okay tell us where to send the guide for free so a headline a little sub headline tell us where to send the guide and then a space for to put my email address in and a button that says on it i want it now let me just add, according to the data that I've seen over the past 15 years or so, the planar the landing page, the planar the bridge page, I guess you would call it, the higher converting the offer is. So again, this is just a simple page, white background, headline, subheadline, tell us where to send the free guide, the words I want it in the button, just a space for the email address, not even the first name and email, but just the email address, and that's it. And that redirects you to the offer. Of course, if you buy the offer, the person makes a commission. And if they're a product creator, then they make all of it. And so this is how they're building a list and at the same time earning affiliate commissions. And if you're, or if you're a product creator, this is how they're selling their products. So, but the idea of a bridge page is, is you're sending someone to an offer that you don't own and you don't control. So instead of building the other person's list, you build your own. And the incentive someone has to give their email address are the bonuses that you offer that complement the product that they're going to possibly buy. Do you understand how that works? That's the difference. That's what a bridge page is. I know I'm going kind of fast, 
But I want to do that because I want to get this in before I, I go on too long. So just remember, whether you're building an affiliate business or any other kind of business, the people that succeed are the people that become problem solvers. I'm talking about true problem solvers. Teach people, if you can, what you know and help them solve their problems. Create value for other people that in turn helps them solve their problems. The people who do really well in this kind of business do a lot more, again, than just post offers and buy links. Right? People that are just sharing links that are just blasting links out there, most of those people are just barely getting by. They're not successful. They're not what you would call a super affiliate. The people that really do well in this business are doing it at a completely, they have a completely different approach than the standard average affiliate that's out there. And keep in mind, like I've already said, the biggest businesses out there have affiliate programs today. Even Home Depot has an affiliate program, believe it or not. Okay, one final word of encouragement to you before we wrap it up today. If you want to build a solopreneur style business, by all means, focus on building something you're really going to enjoy. Make sure the topics, the themes, the products are all things you genuinely believe in and can get behind 100%. Being happy with your work and finding satisfaction in what you're doing will have a positive ripple effect on just about every other area of your life as well. All right, let's go ahead and put the bookmarker in it there. That's about all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them or send them to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. And your sharing of this podcast really makes it possible for me to reach people who would otherwise be very difficult to reach. There's no shortage of noise out there today. So if you're sharing a link, I just want to take a moment to thank you for doing so. And finally, if the solopreneur style business appeals to you and you want to get started, go ahead and visit my main website at jimgalliano.com and subscribe there and start untangling yourself from all of these complex business models bloated strategies that are out there today in favor of a less moving parts approach to online business. Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you later.